Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another podcast in which we have actual football to talk about, Richard. Imagine that. We've seen a game of football. Um, yeah. We're talking so far two friendlies down, two wins, two clean sheets. And you might have seen a game of football as well, talking to the audience. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. People will have been to at least one of the games, I imagine. Decent crowd there on Tuesday, wasn't there? It was, it was very good. I mean, Gary was really pleased with that. Yeah. I and mean, he, he mentioned it a couple of times in the post-match interview. Um, mainly because he didn't want the crowd to come away thinking that that was the best talk he were going to be because he wasn't overly happy with the performance. But I didn't think it was that bad, to be fair. I didn't think they did much wrong. Uh, We'll come to this a little bit later on. I think we ought to give Truro a lot of credit for that. Yeah. They were decent, Although I will say that they had plenty of opportunities and couldn't get one on target. Correct, correct. But, um, yeah, good game Tuesday night. Um, we've got loads to talk about this week. So has Gary, because there's been for the first time there's been a little bit of, of COVID in the camp. Yeah. Um, Gary will talk to us about that in um, in a moment. But uh, plenty to chat about. We'll be back. Um, sure, you had a chat with Gary this morning. It was you? this morning. Yeah. Uh, just just uh, about ten o'clock this morning. I I managed to get through to him, and uh, he was happy to have a quick chat. Let's have a listen to that, and we'll be back on the other side of Gary. The game on uh, on Tuesday night, three 0 win, uh, pretty comfortable. But you you did say it that afterwards that you felt the thing was a bit slow. Yeah, I just I mean obviously we we're not we haven't got the time um, to prepare for games. You know normally you do your organisation on a Thursday and on a Friday you do uh, some plays or you get the team shape. Um, and you'd have worked hard on the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday sort of thing. But yeah. um, you know, we're having to keep them training because um, you just don't get the days. We, we, you know, days off we can't have necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to put the hours in on on the training ground and in their legs. And so um, I thought they looked a little bit jaded. Yeah. And I gave minutes because our game's all about being sharp and mentally and physically. And I needed to, uh, we need, but we needed to work them. So we sort of went into the game, in my opinion, a little bit leggy, yeah. and uh, that didn't make for a sharp game. I mean, there were some quality bits, but um, I thought they, goal, I thought they started quick and sharp, didn't they? Well, we did because we scored the goal, yeah. and then it took a little while before we could we got the next one. Yeah, um, and they had a little bit of the play as well. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I knew exactly what had gone on and um, I knew that you could see the enthusiasm of the boys that were there at Paul because it was all yeah, new yeah. Um, you know because again we'd only been working for like the, the one week and then all of a sudden because they had two games in like three or four days the same players almost they you know, I could see that that was just too much for them but uh, they got through it they got through it but it didn't make for a you know a classic talky game and uh, with 900 people there which I was really pleased with yeah. like, I thought it was a fantastic turnout for a pre-season friendly um, I wanted to give them more 
So uh, I did sort of want to apologise a little bit and say, but it is pre-season and we will be sharper as and when we uh, get further down the line. Absolutely. Uh, one of the highlights for me was perhaps the performance of, of Ali Omar. I thought he was excellent. Um, showed exactly why you thought he might be a good signing. Well, exactly. I, I think the first 10 minutes he was so excited. You know, <laughs> the ball came to him and he booted one up in the air. He booted one out into the stands. Yeah. And we had to say, Ali, settle down for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Um, and once he settled down, then you could see that he's a a real good competitor and uh, he's, a, he's a good man. I'm really pleased with that. He's got good quality as yeah, well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know the supporters seem to have taken to him pretty, pretty quickly due to his um, interview on our website yeah. and they, they could see exactly how enthusiastic he was, he is, and how and why I brought him in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how's Tom? Uh, Tom's not too bad. I mean, Again, we've been taking players off out of precaution yeah. rather than necessarily for a, a, for a bad injury. It was so a heavy challenge, to, though, wasn't it, beforehand? It was a heavy challenge, yeah. And uh, But he's, he's not too bad. He's, you know, the walking wounded have yeah. uh, came in to see Kai yesterday and again yeah. today. And uh, <clears throat> I think most of them, there's no long-term problems anyway. Yeah. So most of them were just, as I say, precautionary, taking them off whenever they feel anything. You had a couple of uh, players, or three players, I think you said, self-isolating over the last couple of weeks. Has that caused yeah. problems, or is that just something you're going to have to deal with from now on? Well, I suppose it's something we have yeah. to deal with. I mean, we, you know, as a club, we're, we're very vigilant on our COVID rules, yeah. and our COVID stuff, stuff that we do, you know, with our tests and our self-isolation, you know, because we, don't, we really don't want to put us... Um, being pinged or somebody yeah. getting COVID and then five five of our players get pinged sort of yeah. because they've been in the vicinity. So um, obviously, you know, a lot of these happened just before we came back. So it was nothing to do with us as a, as a group. Yeah. Um, but with three out there with COVID um, that had had it, it's very, very difficult for them to get their lungs back quickly. Mm. You know, and I've seen to what it does to the footballers. It may not hospitalise them, but they certainly feel ill and, and chesty. And um, and when you've got sort of four or five of those um, that are just coming back from that, then of course that make, even makes it more, uh, or certainly less efficient, if you like, in the, in the, in the early games. But we'll get them there. Yeah. And obviously we're playing Plymouth on, on Saturday and there four games ahead of us and we're their last game before they go into the season yeah. so uh, you know it'll be a great effort if we uh, stay in the game on, on uh, Saturday it will, it will be a step up as well but and as you say they are way ahead in their um their kind of preparation, tra tra preparation for, a, for the start yeah. of the season so that, that will give you a different challenge won't it yeah it'll be good but it'll be one where you know we can get them mentally ready and, and say look listen your body will follow yeah, um, yeah. go and enjoy it don't give the ball away as much as we did against uh, um, against Truro yeah. and, and then and, and we've got to make sure that we give as good as we get you know so they're a first division team now and um, you know they, I think uh, Ryan Lowe thinks he's got a, a good side there which is 
which I've seen. Um, we wish them well, of course, as always. But uh, it's always a good test for us, and yeah. we always enjoy playing in pre-season. It's always a good atmosphere as well, so it gives you it gives them a good game, but it gives us a game to find out how many weeks away we are yeah. from them. If you know what I mean, if if at all, I mean we will be for sure, but uh, we'll see how we go. There is a there is a, a, a sort of I don't know week and a half gap after the final friendly, which is the Bournemouth under twenty one. So you are you planning to fill that, or you is that part no. of your plan? No, that's no, that's part of the preparation really, right. because yeah. it, you know if we're going to work them right up to you know as far as we can uh, and put six weeks into three weeks, yeah. then uh, we, we're going to need to give them that period of time at the end. Yeah. to look forward to the game. You know, the last thing we want is, you know, the boys not looking forward to altering them because they've, they've you know, they've done too much the week previously yeah. sort of thing, you know. So, no, we give them a good 10 days and uh, they should be buzzing and flying by that time. Brilliant, Gary. Thank you very much, as always. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll speak to you on Saturday, I'm sure. Okay, mate. Cheers, See mate. Bye. See you. So here we are. On the other side of Gary. You like that, don't you? I do like that. I do. I do. I'm going to patent that. I think actually we could almost change the name of the podcast to the other, other side, side of Gary. Of Gary. Yeah. It, yeah. We 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 need a. Well, we've had two Garys in a row as well. So we, we, we mm. the day that Gary leaves us, uh, we'll have to find another Gary. Another Gary, but you know, all these podcasts. It'll probably be an outing, to be fair, they? won't it? We, I should True. imagine uh, if if it all pans out as we hope it will. But. Interesting to hear Gary say then that, you know, there has been... I mean, Asa Hall missed the game against Truro on Tuesday because yep. he's self-isolating. Yeah. He was at the ground, wasn't he? But he, was. he had been self-isolating yeah. and missed so much training that um, it was difficult for him. Yes, of course, he can't be self-isolating and at the ground. No. But, um, yeah, he, he was there. But as Gary indicated in the chat that you had with him, there have been a couple of players who are coming back from... A brush with COVID. Yeah, um, we all. Uh, it's it's the time that we're in. These strange mm. times have, have have been punctuated by different little eras, haven't they? And yeah. at the moment, uh, we all seem to know someone who's picked up COVID somewhere. We do. Um, as as the world opens, or Britain opens up, I guess it's more more accurate. Um, yeah, so it's it's going around, isn't it? And uh, it seems like a couple of the players did pick up a a, a cases of a couple of cases of COVID, and uh, absolutely. Um, it, and it gives some interesting issues, doesn't it? As we've seen in the Olympics, people are talking about athletes who have had COVID a little while ago. Yeah. And the length of time that it gets them to get the lungs yeah. back to full capacity. Well, that's what Gary said, didn't he, in the interview? Yeah. Um, it does affect them. It does affect them. Um, so, fingers crossed that uh, we can get all of those out of the way in pre-season. And we won't be the only club suffering that. Of course, no. clubs up and down the country will have that. Um, players will take a while to get back to peak fitness. It's absolutely um, interesting, as you say, a symptom of the times in which we live. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, and the way the <clears throat> self isolation app is working at the moment, um, there was a story uh, the other day that one in ten of Torbay's hospitality industry businesses yep. was closed. That doesn't surprise me. Um, because of staff shortages, because people are getting pinged by the app, which is mysteriously suddenly working again. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, conspiracy theories aside, uh, it people will get pinged, won't they? People will get pinged. They'll self isolate. Teams will lose players. If players have been in a bubble and one of them gets pinged, what happens? Exactly. Uh, it, it's an odd situation, isn't it? We we all know people who have deleted the app. Some people 
uh, work in places where they've been told to de- delete the app. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And yet the the mixed messages from the government, it just makes it difficult to understand mm. what you're supposed to do when you get pinged. It's true. Um, and you can't exempt everybody. No. I mean, you can exempt. I mean, they, they've exempted people working in the food industry. They're trying to exempt people working in the hospitality industry because otherwise that's in danger of collapse. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting when a football team, touch wood it isn't ours, but a football team gets a ping right in the middle of the first 11. Yeah. And everybody else in that first 11, because they've been training together. Then gets pinged. Then gets pinged. And then what happens to Saturday's game? Yeah. It's postponed, I guess, and replayed at a later date. But, uh, you know, if this starts happening all over the place, it could cause cause quite a severe problem for the league. Something I hadn't actually thought about until this very moment, but it's, mm. um, th- I mean, this is not over yet, is it, by far? No, and, and the way that we're coming out of it, we're, we're kind of taking a big risk, aren't mm. we? So, yeah. fingers crossed that yeah. everything goes all right. Be careful out there, yeah. podcast listeners. I know at least one of you was down with the COVID last week, hopefully on the uh, on the mend. Haven't spoken to him this week, actually, must give him a ring. Um, but, yeah, hopefully you're all fit and well yeah. and enjoyed... I, we didn't go to pool. No, we didn't go to pool. But that sounded like some a, of you did a, a decent performance. Two fairly late goals. They yep. look pretty good. The video looks nice. Yeah, um, good performance the first by, one. By, by, yeah. by all by all reports. Um, uh, it's an early. It, you know, these first friendlies um, are odd things, aren't they? Because they are. uh, yeah. you know, it's 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 difficult to to know how fit the players are, how how game ready the players are. And, and as Gary spoke about in his interview this week, you know, uh, everything is, is, is having to be done a, a lot quicker mm. this time yeah. um, because of the time scale. Um, albeit the season starts on the 21st, is it? I mean, it's, it it's, does, yeah. It's, it's not quite a long, well, but it's quite a, a long way ahead of or before, after the rest of the Football League starts. The Absolutely. National League finished yeah. a lot later than yeah. the rest of the Football League, so it, it's an odd, it's, it's an odd scenario this this season. And that puts a strange kind of skew onto the game against Argyle it on Saturday, does. doesn't it? it? Does. Because we're right at the beginning of our preparation, and it's their last friendly. <laughs> it's their last friendly yeah. before the league games. Start. Yeah, they start their, their their Football League season, um, League One season on August the seventh at Rotherham, isn't at it? At Rotherham, yeah, at yeah. Rotherham, I believe. So, yeah, so the two teams, were, I mean, will plug it again later in the podcast, but we play Argyle at Playmore on Saturday at three o'clock. Two teams at completely different yeah, stages of development. Absolutely. So what did you think of Truro, of the game? I enjoyed the game. Enjoyed the game a lot. I mean, with the proviso that you can't read anything into the friendlies, that's the cliche. Yeah. I've come out with it. If you're playing <clears throat> podcast bingo, you've just completed a line with that one. Excellent. But you can't read anything into the friendly apart from... Chalky seemed to work well together. There was an understanding between yep. the players. I mean, I, I come back to the point we made right at the start. I thought Truro put Chalky under a lot of pressure. Their set pieces, their corners were excellent. There were two fabulous <coughs> saves in the first half by Marcin Brzozowski. Yep. Oh, I've messed that up, haven't I? Um, but by our goalkeeper, um, two fantastic saves from the lad who went off injured from Ryan Brett. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that injury wasn't bad, by the way, because yeah. I was very impressed with him. Liked him a lot. That's the team sheet rattling in the background. Um, two really good saves. The first one was astonishing. The second one was even better, mm. if you look at the video. Yeah. 
Um, and I thought Truro gave us a really good workout. There were some pretty hefty challenges went in, but you expect that in pre-season. I, I'm surprised there wasn't any cards. I know it's a mm. friendly, but I think the, the challenge on um, Tom Lapsey that ended his game, really. I mean, he tried to play on and then, yeah, it was a cruncher, and then he couldn't. It? That was a crunching challenge. And if that had been in a league game, then that would have been a yellow card, undoubtedly. So why wasn't it a yellow card and a friendly? See, those sort of challenges and friendlies we usually save up for the Tiverton game, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I enjoyed the game. I mean, I thought we maybe... You and I share a deep, abiding hatred of star-rating players because we wouldn't like it if they came around and star-rated our no, pros. No, we? I... I um, <laughs> Just to sidetrack for a second, I, I always remember Reuben Hazel having a go at me, not not in a friendly way, at the promotion party after we'd been yeah. one at South End because in the, the, the Sunday Independent that Sunday I'd given him one one point lower than everyone else in the team and he couldn't understand where I'd got that from. And he was completely right, I don't understand why I got that from. It's such, it's such an arbitrary thing, star it is, ratings. It is. I don't like it and I don't do it. Uh, there's been a couple of times when... Um, our various employers over the years have tried to get us to do it and we've always dug in yeah. and decided I'm, I'm not going to do it but it's useful to go through the team man by man oh okay just to have a little look at what we thought that they brought to I mean I don't I don't think anybody had a below par performance no. on Tuesday I thought, they were, I thought the keeper I thought Brzezowski was was terrific yeah. I thought he made those good saves uh, he dealt very well with the corners a lot of in-swinging corners came out yeah he did 14 he, corners the, to one yeah right? Um, my worry about that is is if anyone had managed to get their head to any of those mm. balls, they might have got a couple of goals from those corners. I think Paul Watt and their manager will be really disappointed that they didn't score from 14 corners when, when we only had two. Their skipper, a chap called Jamie Richards, their number six, uh, he actually got unchallenged headers to twice. three or four corners. Yeah, yeah twice where he... Where he should have put the ball on target, and they and they went over. And he, how should we describe it? He was audibly frustrated. Yes, yes. Not being, <laughs> not being on target. But I thought the goalkeeper was a big tick. I'd like to have seen Mark Holstead. He was the only sub that didn't play. But I can understand Gary getting ninety minutes out of a keeper. Yeah. Perhaps he'll get ninety minutes out of Mark Holstead yeah. against Arsenal. I mean, they changed their keeper in the the eighty ninth minute or so. Did. I didn't they really did, understand yeah. that. No, Morgan Coxhead came on, didn't he? Was, did James Hammond had a decent game? He did have a good game. I thought he he did well. It he was... couldn't do much about Danny Wright's opening goal. No. He couldn't do much about Louis Slang. No, either. that went right over the top of him. So um, yeah, it was only the. Uh... And it were well, to be fair, he saved uh, Olaf's yeah. first attempt. Um, the the palm that right right at Lolas's feet and uh, yeah that was that yeah. was the third goal and we like James anyway don't we so yeah uh, it was nice to see him saying hi to the players after the game not yeah. before mm. but he he was he was one of the round sort of reconnecting with some some old talky friends you never know when he might step back yeah. in as a loan or a, a stopgap mm. or who knows um, and of course he was here with um, with Marcin as well I'm just going to call him Marcin from now on. <laughs> He was, uh, he? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and they, 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 they got together to have a hug at the end of the game. Of course, they probably had never had shared a hug before, as you do. as Very true. Because yeah. uh, they, that wouldn't have been allowed during their time at Torquay. At right back, we had a trialist. Yeah, who looked all we right. liked him. Yeah. yeah. Liked him. He, 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 I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't, I, I doubt he would know the Torquay game as mm. well as everyone else. So at times he looked like he wasn't sure what, was wanted of him in positions, but 
He held the ball well. He put in a really lovely cross in the in the first half. Good. Yeah. Um, of course, he only played in the first half. He came off yeah. at half time. But yeah, uh, uh, whoever he was, uh, Mr. No Mr. Idea, a trialist. Now we haven't got a clue. We haven't got a clue. <laughs> Loads of people on Facebook saying, "Well, people must know who this trialist is." No. Nope. Well, unless you've got clue. facial recognition. Absolutely, and Gary's not letting on, so <laughs> um, we don't know who he was. But I, I'd give him another game on the strength of mm. that. Mm. But let's see. Apparently, it was a different A trialist from the A trialist that played right. pool. Okay. So well, there on. are photos. I thought that myself mm. because there are photos, and this A trialist had a more of a goatee type beard. Yeah. Uh, than than either of the two at pool. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like a game that, of who's who, isn't yeah. it? Has he got a beard? Has he got a goatee beard? Yeah, we can't shed any light on that, <laughs> uh, Joe Lewis, sound. Yeah. Sound as a pound, yeah. Joe Lewis. In Absolutely. The, in the he, he made a cracking uh, tackle early in the game um, and didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, the next to the new faces there, next to him, what did you make of Ali Omar? I loved him. Yeah, I think the pop side loved <laughs> I think everybody well. loved Ali yeah. Omar. Um, but... Honestly, he made four or five very, very good tackles. Yeah. Um, denying players with the ball at their feet, etc. And uh, and he also didn't mind lumping the ball out of the. I, I'm not sure. Uh, having spoken to Gary, and you, you heard me talk about Ali in the interview with Gary. I'm not sure he was supposed to be lumping the ball out. Um, <laughs> I think Gary wanted him to be a bit more technical on that. But I think we all like a bit of bit of a, like bit of a defender who lumps the ball out when. Uh, you know, you're not going to lose it, are no. you? I mean, I've only seen him play now for 90 minutes, but the centre-back that he reminded me of a little bit is a bit of a Guy Branston. Well, it, it's the distance he gets on that yeah. header as and well. He, he announces his presence. You yeah. can hear him coming. He, you know, he makes a lot of noise. Uh, he heads the ball, hits the ball. It stays hit. It stays headed. Yeah. Uh, there's a great interview with him, by the way, on the Talkie United uh, YouTube channel and on the Talkie United website which Dom has done with him. There is, and as Gary said in, in, in the chat that we had that, that um, he was already a fan's favourite before the game because of that interview. So, uh, you know, um, the, the, the people who watched that interview and enjoyed it were willing him to be good, and he was. If you haven't seen it, do have a look. Yeah. It's, it's a true... He's very excited. Interview. Yeah, it's... And, you know, it's, somebody said on social media, you know, if you, if you aren't excited for the new season already... Have a listen to Ali Omar <laughs> after which you will be. Yeah, we, he was a big... Oh, let's talk about his pedigree. He's, he's got a decent pedigree. He was at QPR. Um, he was on the bench there a couple of times. Um, and, and, and at Barnsley, uh, last season, he was on the bench five times in a row. I mean, he was close to the first two. Yeah. yeah so uh, I mean, 22. Um, not a completely green apple, as it were. So I, I, I think it's the perfect timing for him to yeah. come to a place like Torquay and build up his career again. We've seen players do it. I mean, you know, we can think of um, McDonald, you know, came yeah. to Torquay yeah. a couple of times and ended up back up in the championship or in the championship. Um, and obviously, you know, there is, there, is a, there is a chance for players like that. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him play, you know, in, in, in league action. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. you can get a game. In league action, uh, left back Dean Moxie, good sound. Yeah, I mean, solid. All, all the players who, the, you know, the the old players, if yeah. you like, they all came through, uh, flying colours. Uh, good, good stuff. Olaf Cazella played on the right hand side. I thought he did all right. Um, did okay. You know, he's got more. Yeah. There was a time when he cut inside from the right, or actually cut inside from the left. Um, I don't know if they'd swap round or not, but that's beside the point. And and, and you're willing him to pull the trigger and he just kept running with the ball yeah. along the edge of the goal mouth and 
was looking for someone to feed the ball through to when actually all the, the, the everyone else wanted him to do was, was have a go. Have a go. Have um, a go. I, was, I was walking down uh, school lane afterwards and there were a group of fans just chatting about the game and uh, I heard them one of them say that he was disappointed with Olaf. I think we're all waiting for the Olaf that we know he can be. Yeah, I think Olaf is waiting for yeah, that well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, everybody, there's, there isn't a single he, I mean, person. He's, he's, he's solid, isn't he, he now? Is. There really. isn't a single person at Playmore that doesn't really, really want Olaf to do Ooh. well. Um, you know, everybody's just willing him to hit that one that goes into the top corner yeah, of the net and, and push on from there. Um, yeah, he did pretty well. Tom Lapsley. Well, only, we only, only saw him for, what, minutes, 30 minutes, yeah. was it? Um, yeah. he, he looks solid. Yeah. He's, although he's short... He's much broader than yeah. than he looks in the photos. When I saw the photos of him, uh, he looked a bit lightweight. But no, when you see him in the flesh, he's yeah. not that at all. He's got a busy kind of a style yeah. as well, hasn't and he? And he, you know, he he played at least one through ball, which was which was delightful. Um, he was strong on the ball. He was quick on the turn to get rid of the ball. Um, Look, he looks like a good player. He does. At the yeah. twenty-five, right, right age, can can take this this division by the scruff of the neck if he wants to. I think. And he's um, played he, loads loads of games for Colchester. Absolutely, as well, and, and I know he was part of the team that dropped out the league, or almost dropped out the league because, uh, you know, they they were in a relegation season last year. But I think there's there, there's a quality player there that yeah. we picked up. Um, the injury that he got, I mean, it it's, it doesn't sound as if it was too serious. It was, just it just was, sounds like um, Gary took him off stinger. as a precaution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was it was a, it was a, it was a, a big challenge, and uh, he got up from it and tried to play yeah. on, but yeah. eventually uh, he he hobbled off. But it wasn't it wasn't a bad yeah. hobble. And there's no point in in chancing your arm in an occasion Indeed. like that. So friendly. You know, get yourself off, get yourself rested, ready for the next one. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Tick in the box for uh, for Tom Lapsley as well. Yeah, Armani Little was next to him. Armani was captain. I wonder if Armani he was, was captain. captain the yeah. side this year. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be a long term thing. Um, a- look, I mean, Ace of Hall is obviously Ace is a captain. Yeah. Kyle was the cap- the vice captain last year, so there is a vice captain yeah. uh, berth up for grabs whether Gary will give it to different people in different games or whether he's already decided that Marnie is the right man, then, then we, shall, we shall see. Um, in my head, he's, he's not, but then I don't know him as a person as well as Gary no, does. Uh, no. I, I, you know, I'd, look, I'd look at maybe Joe Lewis or... or but, you I, know. I think it would take a lot of shifting Acer from the... Yeah, uh, from absolutely. Acer was the main man, um, wasn't he? Absolutely. Look forward to seeing him play. Um, on the left of midfield, play. If it wasn't for Ali Omar playing so well, the guy who would have been my man of the match, Dan Martin. Yeah, he, he had I a solid it was game. Great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he played the first half at left back. Yeah. Or no, uh, which, which way mid- round? He played left midfield. For, in the first played half. left midfield yeah. in the first half um, because Dean Moxie was was mm. left back, and D- Dean came off at half time, and, and Dan dropped into left back. Now he played a confident game in yeah. both of those positions. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, it was it was from left back that he he had a great run down the left wing and and put in and beat his man and put mm. in a great cross. The, there was no one there for the cross. So it went straight to the goalie. But if if someone had been there ahead of the goalie, then it would have been a a, a fantastic uh, move. Um, yeah, he looks quality. Is, it, looks, is he the good. new Jackson Longridge? Maybe. Let, well, the, I mean, Gary. Gary, we spoke about it last week, didn't we? Gary saw him in a in a preseason. No, uh, mid season. Um, Training game against yes, Exeter City. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he he'd been on loan at Western Supermare uh, 
and and they um, weren't playing, so uh, that, that that gave him a chance to play for for, for Gary. And uh, obviously, Gary saw what he liked there, and I think we all saw what yeah. he liked. Uh, he's been at Cardiff, Tuesday. hasn't he? Been at Cardiff. Is Dan Martin the ex Cardiff, or have I got him mixed up? I'm not sure. But yeah, he looks decent. Um, yeah, like the look of yeah. him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where he was on loan from, from Western Supermare to Western Supermare from I can't. We shouldn't leave these hanging facts no, out there, should we? No. But there hanging you go. facts. Hanging Who facts. cares about facts anymore? Absolutely. Facts are overrated. Yeah. We're journalists. Facts yeah. are overrated. And Conor Lemonhay-Evans and Danny Wright completed the starting eleven. Both good performances linked up for the first goal. Yeah. Happy to see them yeah. back playing again. They they look fine. Um, yeah. Substitutes came on Ben Winter, came on uh, right back, took over from a trialist. Yeah. Good sound performance. Yeah. What you'd expect from Ben Winter? Jake Andrews, thank heavens, he's recovered from that horrendous injury. Someone, the, someone um, said on the telly it looked like a gunshot wound. It was like a gunshot yeah. wound, yeah. yeah I never watched it. I, I mean, I, I, I think I, after a couple of beers one night, I, I watched some of the highlights. But it was... Um, hello, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it was nasty, so good to see him back up on that. Uh, Keelan O'Connell came on. Yeah. He, he looked nippy. He, did, he, he looked all right. He had a couple of moments. Um, I, I felt like I, I should have seen more from him, but I don't know why. No, I, I think we will. I yeah. think if he gets you know, gets a little bit more game time. And let's not forget that we, we, we're giving all these players a, a tick here, but Gary wasn't really happy with their, no. any of their performances. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Clady Lolos came on quite early. He came on to replace Tom Lapson. He did, yeah. Um, got his goal. Got his goal at the end. Mile offside, but never mind. Was it? Uh, <laughs> it looks it from the. Um, well, the, actually, the, now the, you the, mention it, I did think when it went when when it went in, that's going to be offside. I remember right? that now, and I looked up and the, the the there was no flag, and I just then just carried on writing. So. He's, he's onside when the cross comes in, but I think he's offside when Olaf Casella meets the ball. And that makes and him offside. Yeah. probably makes him offside. Yeah. I don't know, it's a friendly, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Two goals in two games, like the look of him. You know, we know he's a decent player. Yeah. Argyle rated him. And yeah, I think, we'll, I, I think we'll get, get a good season out of Lola. Yeah. Um, and then two lads who came on very near the end, but were exceptionally good. I thought Scott Piper and Alex Moyes, the two new yeah. lads, Moist in particular got Moist. stuck straight into it. Let's get him straight in the first team. And there's a player who isn't on the team sheet that I've forgotten. Oh yeah, came on of course, Louis Slack. Because he wasn't on the team sheet. He wasn't on the team sheet. So when he came on in the tw- uh, uh, half time, number twenty six, we were, what, what, what? And of course, it's been a while since we've seen Louis, Louis Slough. Now the last time I saw Louis Slough, he wasn't quite the imposing physical no. player that he is now. And he scored a goal. He scored a goal. Uh, a I think he was surprised. To, you didn't see it, did you, guy? You, you had, had your head, head down. down. Yeah. Well, because what had happened was that um, Danny Wright had just forced a great save out of James Hammond. The ball had gone for a corner. I was typing the live blog. Yeah. And when I looked up, the ball was in the back of the net. Louis Slough was looking a bit nonplussed. <laughs> he, I don't think he realised what happened. <laughs> I mean, he'd meant it, but I yeah. don't think he, he thought in a million years it was going to go in. It was a kind of back header... Yeah. Um, which which floated up and above James Hammond's reach, really, and then dropped in. So I had to ask you to fill me in on the <laughs> details there, didn't I? Good job I had you by my side. Uh, but, the, I mean, the two young lads, yeah. Scott Piper looked very good, but Alex Moyes really, really got stuck. Looks in, a player. He? Looks yeah. a really good player. Has been at Exeter City, apparently, so that's quite interesting. I know he came through yeah. um, Chris Todd's South Devon College setup, but has was at Exeter City at some point. Um, signed a first year pro contract, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I really liked the look of him. He was yeah. strong. He played some excellent balls. Yeah. And um, ha- went really close with a with a with a well taken volley because those kind of volleys are, are difficult yeah. to hit. Yeah. Uh, on target, and uh, Hammond made a good save out of that. And um, something that I didn't put in the report, which I I kind of f- forgot really, is that it was his cross for Olaf's header it that was. led to yeah. Lolas's yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looked really good. Shut up, Rudy. It did look reminiscent of um, Adam Randall. Yeah. Right it does on the video. Yeah. When you look at the video, you watch him cut inside and knock that cross in for Olaf Casella. It looks like an Adam Randall. I, I like the look of him. Uh, yeah. uh, and I, I think Gary would have liked what he saw. Uh, well, of, when he's when he's old enough, when yeah, you're good, when when yeah, you're good enough. Yeah. A couple of other players to mention in the Truro side: Niall Thompson, of course, ex talk Evergreen player. Niall Thompson. Evergreen had a good game down the right. I there's, thought. there's another one for you, cliche bingo. <laughs> and well, here's another one then: Connor Riley Lowe, who uh, of course is another old boy of the top people's school, along with Kiefer Moore and um, and others who've been to Hayes Road Primary School in Payton. Any of the others close to? Yeah, just me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this a distinguished alumni from that school in football terms. You've got Kiefer Moore and Connor Riley Lowe. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty good. Good lad. Both both players who who may well have been involved in a Torquay United team had the academy not closed. Yeah, that's at, true. At, yeah. at a certain point, um, another being uh, Josh Key, who. Yeah. Played most of the season for Exeter City last year and Sunderland have just put a £1 million bid for. Have they really? Yeah. Uh, That was a bad decision. It was a very bad day. I mean, it was forced by finances at the time, wasn't it? It was. But was it a false economy? Yeah. You know, a a lot of players slipped through the net during that period. We lost a lot of players during that period. We did. I mean, and you've got to look at your Ollie Watkins and your Ethan Ampadus, who obviously Exeter did well. Yeah, and Exeter did well for them. Yeah, but they might both have been, you know, plucked by a Torquay academy. Exeter have an, a sixteen-year-old goalkeeper called Harry Lee. Yes, who is yeah. massive. Yeah, from Torbay. I saw him uh, when I first came back from London, and I went up and did pictures of the Torbay primary schools. Yeah. Um, Cups, you know, the Beauty Cup and all that, all the different cups that they have at Playmore. And he was playing in goal for one of the teams. So it would have been his last year at primary school. He'd already signed for Exeter. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which team it was, which primary school team it was. But he was twice the size of every other primary school kid on that pitch. In fact, I, I, I'm i sure they would have, they must have asked for his birth certificate yeah. just to check he wasn't 14 or 15 by then already. Um, he, he's just signed. He's just signed a deal, and he he looks like he might be the second goalkeeper at Exeter City this season at that age. He's a real prospect, isn't he? And I know one. I'm not sure if it's his dad or his granddad or his uncle or somebody. He's a podcast listener. Good. So you know we excellent. Um, yeah, he's he's a good good player, real prospect. So Argyle Saturday three yep. o'clock playing yep. more. That's going to be interesting, isn't it? We've got one of theirs. We've got Lolos playing yep. for us. They've got Ryan. They, they've Law, got one of ours. Ryan Law and Adam <laughs> Randall. Yeah, so they've got a couple of ours who we'll probably see playing for Argyle. It'd be interesting to see Adam Randall playing, won't it? It will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine uh, he'll get a good reception. I'm sure there'll be a decent crowd for that, and the pop side will give him a good reception. Ryan Law as well, because he he came in and did a good job for us when he we needed did. a left He back. did. I apologise now for, for Rudy. Uh, he's outside the door, desperate to get in. 
my wife did take him into her room, but she has since had to start a uh, an online meeting. So I think that's why this, he's been kicked out. These are the beauties of working from home. Absolutely, aren't they? absolutely. Yeah. One day when we're able to go back up to the training, yeah, room, it's well, going to be. We'll have to take Rudy with us. Yeah, of course. People will miss the barking. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Uh, next friendly is Tuesday next week, seven thirty away at Tiverton. Interesting developments at Tiverton last week. Um, I obviously did, did a big splash on it on the on the Mid Devon Gazette. Um, uh, Martin Rogers standing down after. Oh, I did see that. Um, yeah, yeah. After uh, this this time he he was there from two thousand and fourteen, but his yeah. first his first stint as manager there was nineteen ninety two to two thousand and ten. So, you know, there's more than 25 years Mr. worth Tiverton, of managerial yeah. um, service there for the club. Um, he, he's done a lot during, you know, both of the, both of the last two seasons have been, have been cancelled. Yeah. But he's done a lot of work behind the ground to get the, get the club to a decent level. Uh, his, his close relative, Scott Rogers, um, is either his nephew or his second cousin because no one could ever work it out. And I actually asked Martin... Is he your nephew? And Martin said yes. And then I got into a dispute with uh, Nick at the, the Exeter uh, Espresso Echo, who used to be the sports editor there. He said, no, 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 and he's second cousin. But I asked Martin, I know, but he is the second cousin. So, so no one's ever got to the bottom of that. They're um, relatives. They're relatives. Related, so uh, Scott Rogers is the new manager. Um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how they... I mean... One wonders if, if if a couple of Torquay's youngsters might end up there for on Quite loan yeah. uh, this season. Quite possible. Richard, shall we shall we let the dog in? He's less likely to bark. He may chew my shoelaces. Come on. He's you're less likely to bark when you're in. Aren't you welcome to the podcast, Rudy? <laughs> um, yeah, you can just you can do anything you like as long as you don't bark. Come on up here. Then. Those are the rules. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Come here. Olympics news. Uh, Tom Samani, the ex-Torquay player uh, who was coaching the New Zealand women's team, they've gone out. They've gone out this they? morning, uh, which is a shame. Um, but uh, I mean, what a strange group that was to be in three teams that you're either coaching or have recently coached. I don't think this was a good idea bringing yeah, no, him in. Well, <laughs> he's it, now licking your face. It's noise. It's quieter, but slightly <laughs> more disruptive. But podcast listeners will um, notice an air. <laughs> An air of desperation oh. in my voice. Now, you, if you just sit there, that would be really nice. <laughs> We're coming to an end now, anyway. Been watching the Olympics much, Richard? I, I, I have to say, I haven't. I, I couldn't get into it at the start. No? Um, I don't know why. It's just one of those things. Um, I've been getting into it a bit more uh, over the last couple of days. We've got, you know, we've got uh, a couple of, of local people yeah. in the hockey yeah. teams. They're playing, um, actually, as we're speaking, the yeah. women's hockey team with yeah. Giselle Ansley in them are playing at this very moment. And we're passing the parcel of the dog here. And um, We're just trying to save you. Obviously, I, 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 do the, I do the Cornish papers as well, and Helen Glover, obviously, is a bit yeah. big news. She, she was fourth overnight, which is a shame. But I don't think, after two gold medals and, and three kids... Uh, oh my word... <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a big ask, wasn't it? And it's been very very competitive the rowing. Um, so it's yeah, they did well to get as far as they got. I think best best part of the Olympics for me was uh, a little bit. This morning yeah. I was watching. He's gone out again. 
Uh, bizarrely, I was watching the clay pigeon shooting. You always okay. spend, you always end up with a sport that you've never yeah. seen before. That actually we had someone you. in that, didn't we? We did. We had a, a British lad who finished third. But the best bit of the whole thing, the two, the gold and silver shootout, it went to the equivalent of a penalty shootout. Okay. They each had to hit the the clay. I presume it's called the clay. Um, and the first one to miss basically got the silver. And it was two lads from the Czech Republic. When I right. say when I say lads, they're quite, quite mature gentlemen. One of them, <laughs> one of them was was more. As an athlete, he was shaped more like you and me than. Um, I like than, to see that. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah. and after it all, they not only shook hands but they both sat down, exhausted, on the ground, laughing their heads off, having an absolute piece of banter between Brilliant. them. It was a lovely moment. Good stuff. Um, that's what the Olympics is all about. I, a little bit. I, I find some of the highlights programs concentrate solely on team gb you yeah. can kind of understand why yeah but we're missing a lot of stuff i watched a volleyball match last night between italy and japan which was brilliant excellent <laughs> you, you just kind of find these things by accident and you think if i just stuck to the highlights coverage i would never see this kind yeah. of stuff so uh, if there's a so you're enjoying to, it yeah if there's a moral to the story it's go and have a look at the the outlying tv channel somewhere way up in your yeah satellite TV box or whatever you've got. see what you can find there. See what you can find, because that's where the treasures really are. Anyway, that's me. Good stuff. Uh, we asked you a couple of weeks ago about your favourite Talkie United goals. Julian came back with some. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard very many others, but Julian came back. He loved Connor Lemonhay-Evans opener in a 3-1 win against Chelmsford. Yep. Uh, April 2019, it was a Tuesday night. There were 3,700 fans at play. Yep. It was the week before the Woking trip. Yeah, we had to win that game, and it was, and I quote, a typical mazy run—a slide rule, left foot shot into the bottom right-hand corner of the net. He has a good memory for that he one. He has a good memory yeah. for that. He also his memory gets even better. And Ian Twitchin Howitzer in the opening game of the season in 1976 against Huddersfield, and one by Willie Brown that beat Burnley one nil in the League Cup. That would have been in '77 or '78. Wow. I was there. I was there at that game. Excellent. Um, I remember that. I don't remember the goal quite as well as Julian does, but I remember the game. Uh, and a couple of ex-goals worthy of mention. Matt Buse scored for Wealdstone. Good stuff. In a friendly. Good last to see weekend. him get the score sheet. And Reese Healy, who is living the dream at yeah. Toulouse, scored again. for Toulouse. He's Toulouse's top scorer last season. Wow. Uh, and he scored in the opening game of the season. There'll be a statue of Reese Healy. Next there time you be. pop down to Toulouse for mm. a trip, There'll be a statue of Reese Healy in the main square. Absolutely, and quite right too. He didn't go to Hayes Road though, so no, he's no. not. He's not part of the dynasty. No. <laughs> so, although some Welsh internationals did, they did. <laughs> I, I mentioned that. Yeah, I might have. Um, thank you very much for listening. We've rambled on probably for quite long enough. Yeah, though. sorry about Rudy, but uh, uh, he's only a puppy, and he's he's learned. He loves the podcast. Yeah. He loves to be involved in the podcast. and one He day, loves to be involved in anything, Guy. One day we'll be back at Seal Hain or back at Southern College or wherever Talkie are training. Yeah. And, um, and you'll miss the dogs when we haven't got them Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. We'll see you at Playmore on Saturday. We will. Three o'clock kickoff. Come and say hello if you're in Bristow's Bench. We're back in Bristow's yeah, Bench. Yeah. Isn't it great? And then, then the sun was in our eyes and we thought, oh, well, we've forgotten about this. But we're back. we've been released from our pen behind the goal and we're back on the press bench we in are. Bristow's bench. Just come and say hello. Thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks Rudy, for your yeah. input today. Cheers, Rudy. And as ever...
Come, Come on, on you yellows. yellows.